Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 232. Our reading for today is coming from Esther chapters 8, 9, and 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 through 31, and chapter 13, Psalm chapter 37, verses 1 through 11, and Proverbs chapter 21, verses 23 and 24. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Esther chapter 8. On that day, King Ahasuerus gave to Queen Esther the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was to her. And the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Then Esther spoke again to the king. She fell at his feet and wept, and pleaded with him to avert the evil plan of Haman the Agagite, and the plot that he had devised against the Jews. When the king held out the golden scepter to Esther, Esther rose and stood before the king. And she said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and if the thing seems right before the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let an order be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in all the provinces of the king. For how can I bear to see the calamity that is coming to my people? Or how can I bear to see the destruction of my kindred? Then King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and they have hanged him on the gallows, because he intended to lay hands on the Jews. But you may write as you please with regard to the Jews, in the name of the king, and seal it with the king's ring. For an edict written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring cannot be revoked. The king's scribes were summoned at that time, in the third month, which is the month of Sivan, on the twenty-third day. And an edict was written, according to all that Mordecai commanded concerning the Jews, to the satraps and the governors and the officials of the provinces from India to Ethiopia, one hundred and twenty-seven provinces, to each province in its own script and to each people in its own language, and also to the Jews in their script and their language. And he wrote in the name of King Ahasuerus and sealed it with the king's signet ring. Then he sent the letters by mounted couriers riding on swift horses that were used in the king's service, bred from the royal stud, saying that the king allowed the Jews who were in every city to gather and defend their lives, to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate any armed force of any people or province that might attack them, children and women included, and to plunder their goods on one day throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. A copy of what was written was to be issued as a decree in every province, being publicly displayed to all peoples, and the Jews were to be ready on that day to take vengeance on their enemies. So the couriers, mounted on their swift horses that were used in the king's service, rode out hurriedly, urged by the king's command, and the decree was issued in Susa the citadel. Then Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal robes of blue and white, with a great golden crown and a robe of fine linen and purple, and the city of Susa shouted and rejoiced. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor, and in every province and in every city, wherever the king's command and his edict reached, there was gladness and joy among the Jews, a feast and a holiday. And many from the peoples of the country declared themselves Jews, for fear of the Jews had fallen on them. Esther chapter 9 Now in the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's command and edict were about to be carried out, on the very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mastery over them, the reverse occurred. The Jews gained mastery over those who hated them. The Jews gathered in their cities throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus to lay hands on those who sought their harm. 
and no one could stand against them, for the fear of them had fallen on all peoples. All the officials of the provinces and the satraps and the governors and the royal agents also helped the Jews, for the fear of Mordecai had fallen on them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house, and his fame spread throughout all the provinces. For the man Mordecai grew more and more powerful. The Jews struck all their enemies with the sword, killing and destroying them, and did as they pleased to those who hated them. In Susa, the citadel itself, the Jews killed and destroyed five hundred men, and also killed Parshandatha, and Dalphon, and Aspatha, and Paratha, and Adelia, and Eridatha, and Parmashta, and Arasai, and Aradai, and Visatha, the ten sons of Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews, but they laid no hand on the plunder. That very day the number of those killed in Susa, the citadel, was reported to the king. And the king said to Queen Esther, In Susa the citadel the Jews have killed and destroyed five hundred men, and also the ten sons of Haman. What then have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? Now what is your wish? It shall be granted you. And what further is your request? It shall be fulfilled. And Esther said, If it please the king, let the Jews who are in Susa be allowed tomorrow also to do according to this day's edict, and let the ten sons of Haman be hanged on the gallows. So the king commanded this to be done. A decree was issued in Susa, and the ten sons of Haman were hanged. The Jews who were in Susa gathered also on the fourteenth day of the month of Adar, and they killed three hundred men in Susa, but they laid no hands on the plunder. Now the rest of the Jews who were in the king's provinces also gathered to defend their lives, and got relief from their enemies, and killed seventy-five thousand of those who hated them, but they laid no hands on the plunder. This was on the thirteenth day of the month of Adar. And on the fourteenth day they rested, and made that a day of feasting and gladness. But the Jews who were in Susa gathered on the thirteenth day and on the fourteenth, and rested on the fifteenth day, making that a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore the Jews of the villages who live in the rural towns hold the fourteenth day of the month of Adar as a day for gladness and feasting, as a holiday, and as a day on which they send gifts of food to one another. And Mordecai recorded these things and sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, both near and far, obliging them to keep the fourteenth day of the month Adar and also the fifteenth day of the same, year by year, as the days on which the Jews got relief from their enemies, and as the month that had been turned for them from sorrow into gladness and from mourning into a holiday, that they should make them days of feasting and gladness, days for sending gifts of food to one another and gifts to the poor. So the Jews accepted what they had started to do, and what Mordecai had written to them. For Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them, and had cast pur, that is, cast lots, to crush and to destroy them. But when it came before the king, he gave orders in writing that his evil plan that he had devised against the Jews should return on his own head, and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. Therefore they called these days Purim, after the term Pur. Therefore, because of all that was written in this letter, and of what they had faced in this matter, and of what had happened to them, the Jews firmly obligated themselves and their offspring and all who joined them, that without fail they would keep these two days according to what was written and at the time appointed every year, that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, in every clan, province, and city, and that these days of Purim should never fall into disuse among the Jews." nor should the commemoration of these days cease among their descendants. Then Queen Esther, the daughter of Abihel, and Mordecai the Jew gave full written authority, confirming the second letter about Purim. 
Letters were sent to all the Jews, to the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus, in words of peace and truth, that these days of Purim should be observed at their appointed seasons, as Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther obligated them, and as they had obligated themselves and their offspring, with regard to their fast and their lamenting. The command of Esther confirmed these practices of Purim, and it was recorded in writing. Esther chapter 10 King Ahasuerus imposed tax on the land and on the coastlands of the sea, and all the acts of his power and might, and the full account of the high honor of Mordecai, to which the king advanced him. Are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was second in rank to King Ahasuerus, and he was great among the Jews and popular with the multitude of his brothers. For he sought the welfare of his people and spoke peace to all his people. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 through 31. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, And if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known." So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Psalm chapter 37, verses 1 through 11. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in His way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. 
Proverbs chapter 21, verses 23 and 24. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Scoffer is the name of the arrogant, haughty man who acts with arrogant pride. Today's devotional is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Before we get started with the devotional part, I have to tell you a very funny story. So we have four kids. They're all adults now. They're all grown up. Three daughters and a son. And the middle names of our daughters are Faith, Hope, and Love. So we have Alyssa Faith, the oldest, then our son Paul was born. But then we have Victoria Hope, and then Hannah Love. So when they were very young, we had moved to New York City and was doing ministry there. And I was traveling a good bit at the time. And so I was away for about a week speaking in California. And every night I would get back to my hotel and call Becky and ask how the kids were, how are things going, because they were three hours ahead of me in New York City. And so this one night I called and said, hey, how's everything going? How are you? How are the kids? And Becky said, everything's okay, but Hannah got a little crazy tonight. I said, well, what happened? She said, well, I was reading to them from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And when I got to verse 13, I said, so now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And immediately Hannah starts jumping up and down on the bed, shouting and hollering. She was two years old, mind you. And she's shouting, I'm the best, I'm the best, because it says the greatest of these is love, and she's Hannah Love. And I'm going to tell you that from that day on, Hannah reminded everybody that she is the best. She'd tell her teacher, I'm the best, her youth pastor, I'm the best, I'm your favorite. So that's my funny story for you. Now, what I want to focus on today is verses four through seven. You know, Paul's saying some strong things here about love. And as Christians, it's very important, our love walk. Do we walk in love? And one way that we can assess ourselves and see if we're someone who really is walking in love is to take verses four through seven and just put your name in there. So one way that I can assess myself and see, hey, Randy, how are you with this word love is by putting my name in verses four through seven like this. Randy is patient and kind. Randy does not envy or boast. He is not arrogant or rude. He doesn't insist on his own way. He's not irritable or resentful. He doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Randy bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And if those statements are not true, if they're inaccurate, because I'm not patient, I'm not kind, I envy and I boast, I'm arrogant, I'm rude, I insist on having things go my way, or I'm irritable or resentful, then my perception of my love walk is inaccurate. Everyone can say, well, I love God, I love people, but to actually love God and love people is more than just words, mental assent, it's actions. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I read this and I try to insert my name, I know this is true. I need Jesus. How about you? Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you today that you are absolutely perfect and that your love is complete. There is nothing on this earth that can compare with your love. Your word says that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Help us to really love you, not just in words, not just in thoughts, but to truly love you. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure you share it with your family and with your friends. 
please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with Day 233.